0: This month, I have been worried about our furry forest friends that have to post hole through waist-deep snow on a daily basis to reach the very minimal remaining forage accessible above the snow line. As animals emerge from hibernation and torpor, begin reproducing and increase their movements, the snow depth, meltwater, and softening ice on lakes create numerous survival challenges. By the end of last month, Northern Wisconsin had already reached the severe or very severe annual winter index thresholds set by the Wisconsin DNR for the first time since 2013. The highest weather severity index quantified in Northern Wisconsin was measured in 2013 when heavy snowfall and below zero temperatures extended all the way into May. The winter severity index was established in 1975 and is a formal calculation for quantifying winter conditions and predicting impacts on deer herds. Daily temperature and snow depth measurements are made at consistent locations throughout the state from December 1st through April 30th. The index scores one point for every day that reaches a minimum temperature less than zero, and one point for each day with greater than 18 inches of snow. Based on winter deer mortality, fawn production, and buck harvest during the following year, the index defines thresholds for mild, moderate, severe, and very severe winter conditions. Severe and very severe conditions were common prior to 1985, but only four severe winters have been recorded since that time. These occurred in 1995, 96, 2000, and most recently in 2013. As of the end of March 2023, the northernmost counties in Wisconsin had already reached the very severe threshold for the first time since 2013. Deep snow and cold temperatures through spring impact survival and reproduction for many species. Mobility, exposure, and access to food are the main stressors during this period. Deer, elk, and moose actively forage and move throughout the winter. When snow gets deep, these ungulates benefit from sticking to packed trails, roads, and open travel corridors. While trail use reduces the energy required compared to wading through deep snow, trails become overforaged and road use can lead to increased vehicle encounters. This behavior is evident in the commonly observed herds of small deer that frequently meander down Main Street in Boulder Junction or browse at the bearskin trailhead in Manaqua during the mud season. Unfortunately, in deer, 80-90% to of starvation victims during a severe winter are the previous spring's fawns. Signs of starvation include a fuzzy face, trim rump, and a narrow saddle. But the only way to confirm starvation is to sample the bone marrow. In healthy deer, marrow looks creamy and fat-filled. When starved, the fat is absorbed, leaving the marrow red and jelly-like. Young deer are also more susceptible to predation in years when the snow is deep. Large predators like wolves and bobcats have less small prey available and can target deer on trails. These predators have more distributed weight and can traverse snowy crusts more easily, allowing them to successfully capture small deer stuck struggling through deep snow. Animals that sleep through the winter like bears, raccoons, skunks, and possum are also impacted by the deep snow conditions, but mostly by the conditions they emerge into. If snow remains deep, they can struggle to find food as they emerge from their dreamlike winter torpor. Bears can doze for up to 100 days without food, water, or a bathroom break. Waking up hungry in deep snow, bears will also use packed pathways, and they'll search out food of any kind. This can lead to more human encounters, attacked bird feeders, or break-ins. Bear sightings in the area have already begun and will likely be on the increase as our outdoor temperatures rise. Fortunately, with 70s in the forecast, the risks associated with deep snow will be quickly forgotten and our attentions will turn to melting ice and high waters. But, as we reflect on the winter of 2023, it is fair to reflect on the harsh conditions met and the results for our forest resident populations. For Field Notes, this is Gretchen Gerrish from UW-Madison's Trout Lake Station.